Darling, it's the shy life. Four You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Delicious. This particular episode of the shy life is is a little more abstract. Okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. I think he has. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. Um, here with uh, my two special guests today. Um, one of them has a tail, and the other one is Martin. And yes, uh, Martin I'm, Holmes. I'm getting. Uh, I should definitely not get top billing here. Let's introduce <laughs> Dealey first. <laughs> yeah, Dealey is here. He is not going star, to speak in a. <laughs> he's not going to say anything unless he um, remembers the song. I'm sure you know some. Of the, he does like music, and he really do, does seem to more than you know. If you play music, he does sit there and. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so yes, um, Martin, we're going to be talking about uh, the next year in the 70s. We're up to 1971. 1971. So. Oh, now let me and, think. Um, yes, I was seven. Mm, well, I would well, I, um, I think I was seven halfway through it. I was minus two, oh. but uh, we'll Child. come, we'll, we'll. <laughs> we'll run the theme music when we come back you can see if you can remember anything from 1971 let's run that theme music they also press that thing it's time for my old buddy old pal from across the channel across the pond Bob Chandler the shy daddy he's not that shy All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? Good boy. He's got all that shy and bright. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively glowing. <laughs> and we're back. So, Martin, yes. Is Hello. there anything you can prize from your memory prize about 1971? Or is it too I, similar I, to... I, I don't know. Is 1971 specifically the year of proper decimalization? That's the thing uh, that I, I think it is. Uh, so I know seventy three was the the European thing, or was it, or is it the other way around? Mm. I remember those back to no. I think it, I think it's decimalisation is seventy one because I, I I know some people have been tweeting about Coronation Street from that era, and I think because I think we um, had some of yeah. the coins from sixty eight. You know, yeah. we had the ten p and the five p, the one shilling mm. and the two shilling piece. But I remember mm. the full proper decimalisation being. I mean, I've, I've still got somewhere one of my dad's you know the little sets he bought of the new coins. 
but of course, I the thing I, I I struggle with, and I must have used them, is I can't remember ever, as it were, spend a penny. I don't, I don't mean mm, in that way. Yeah. I mean, mm. I don't remember spending those big sort of wagon wheel sized pennies to buy things. But I must have done. Mm. But I can't mm. remember it all. I still remember farthings. I still remember the the uh, the coins with the the ship on the back and all that kind of thing. So yeah, it, it, but yes, I think that was possibly the the key moment of seventy one. But I'm sure when you go through the events of nineteen seventy one. It probably won't even be there, so I'll remember it totally. <laughs> well, I have got some, um, I have got some dates of things that happened, all to do with music, of course. And the first one is very pertinent to your interests in that um, I didn't know it happened this way, but on February the third, nineteen seventy-one, Davy Jones announces he's leaving the Monkees. Wow! I didn't realise it happened like that. I, just I hadn't presumed... realised he wasn't still there. No. <laughs> well, well, I. I... I just presume because there was two of them at the end, they just kind of decided not to do it. So does that mean for like half a day, Mickey Dolenz was the monkeys by himself? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, um, t- no, they toured for a while, didn't they? I mean, because Pete, Pete Talk and uh, Mickey Dolenz did their thing as the monkeys oh, for quite yeah. a few years. I mean, there it? has been lots of other incarnations after '71, but but I think that was the end of of. Of the, the original lineup, the original format, yes, until yeah. they reformed later. Yes, it's it's kind of weird, uh, Davy Jones. Though I mean, because because with the best well in the world, he didn't really. I don't think I can't remember him having much of an acting career. I mean, uh, I know he wasn't a tall gentleman. I don't know if he had, mm. he had sh- short man syndrome. I do remember most of the time his his, his very distinctively very English voice with that sort of <laughs> twang to it. Not that twang, obviously, but a proper, you know, yeah. the, the Davy Jones English, sort of almost cod English that he used in the show. And this yeah. it's in the introduction, is it, to Daydream Believer, isn't it? Uh, hey, don't get excited, man, just because I'm short, you know. But um, the fact, the thing for about, me about Davy Jones is he didn't seem to go on and have a massive acting career, and all I remember him from the monkeys is shaking either maracas or a tambourine. Or one of those tambourines without a skin, which I can never remember what they're called, but they're just like the circle of bells. I've been listening to the monkeys quite a lot of late, actually. I still want to, um, I still want to see the whole series because I watched an episode mm. on YouTube the other day and really enjoyed it, and and, uh, and I found it quite sort of it was quite funny <laughs> as well as being. Mm. Um, it was smart uh, stuff. I mean, you know, and, yeah. and and certainly in terms of what was going on, on on television at the time. I think it's comparable to things like laughing. I think the you know the the zany wacky uh, comedy and sm- you know smart one-liners was mm. was, was it was quite a, a rich vein in in those few years, that sort of late sixties, early seventies. I think before the cynicism came in, it was mm. that that era was actually very sort. Of, there was a lot of really really rich writing going on, and I think that's that's you know some impressive stuff out there, even in mm. what might otherwise be seen as a bit of a throwaway comedy show but actually what you tended to find towards the end of the runs of these sorts of shows is nobody cared anymore in that sense so they just did what they liked and Mm. and some brilliant stuff came out of that um, it was only a few days after Davy Jones left the monkeys that uh, on the 19th of February that Queen performed the first their first public concert in you'll London. never see them together do you mm. <laughs> no. mm. uh, um, maybe David Jones really was Freddie Mercury <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, and on the 1st of March uh, the lineup for Queen is completed when bassist John Deacon joins the band uh, so. what, what, what he just sort of walked out of a geography lesson or something uh, yes <laughs> 
Um, I did enjoy. I tell you, I did enjoy. Uh, it came up on Netflix and Rocketman. Really enjoyed Rocketman. It's a really enjoyable mm. film. Yeah, I saw that at the cinema when I still had my um, um, I'm not my a, pass, no, my, my cinema pass. Yeah. I'm not. I, I I'm not completely convinced. It's you know. I think I think of the two, I actually because it's more about with sort of dealing with therapy and what have you. I, I, in many ways, I, I found it a much more compelling story. Although apparently, it's a lot of it's a pack of lies. But there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, on the 4th of March, the Rolling Stones open their UK tour in Newcastle upon Tyne, but it's intended uh, as a farewell to the UK prior to the band's relocation to France as tax exiles. Was this after the horrible things that happened at Isle of Wight? Uh, yeah, I think most. So it, I think so it would have been quite weird for them to get back on tour after those mm. sorts of things going on. Mm. Yeah, I think that was more 69 mm. they had lots of horror. Mm. Well, I thought we talked about it in the previous one. I was, mm. I was just mm. wondering whether I was suffering from the, the, the nanobots were eating my brain. <laughs> on, on the 5th of March, um, the uh, Led Zeppelin performed Stairway to Heaven for the first time live. Bow, uh, bow, 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 bow. No Stairway. Else? No Stairway. Stop it. On the 12th of May, Mick Jagger married uh, Bianca Jagger, well, who she would become, <laughs> of course. Mm. Um, their wedding guests included the rest of the Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, Vingo Starr, Eric Clapton and Stephen Steele's. Mm, uh, so, so basically what we're saying here is that Mick Jagger was a better pal of McCartney than Lennon. <laughs> but it did, yes, there's no mention of Lennon being at the, at the, at the wedding. So, Interesting. Um, I just, you'd, and, and you'd think that he had, would have had more in common with, with Lennon, wouldn't you? I mean, just personality-wise. Maybe maybe uh, that was it. Oh, they clashed. Well, uh, John, John Lennon was too busy uh, joining Frank Zappa on stage uh, <laughs> at the same time. So, um, of course, by this stage, he would have been filming things like Oh, a Lovely War as well, wouldn't he? You were an actor for a while. And um, June, well, June the 20th to 24th, was the date of the first Glastonbury Festival. Wow. Um, not something I've ever fancied, to be fair. No, no, and I'm not horribly far from it, so I think if I had enough friends who wanted to go, mm. I might have been dragged there back in the 90s, but I, I was the kind of person who went to gigs, but mm. not with anybody who wanted to do anything like that, and, and I certainly didn't want to do it enough to... Good Lord, to standing in a myself, field, so. living in a tent... No. What sort of no. madness is this? No. Um, guests included David Bowie, Traffic, Fairport no. Convention, uh, Hawkwind. Uh, Interesting. That it, I suppose oh. it does make sense that it's been 71 because of the things that happened. in the, And it suddenly someone thought, I've got a big field, I could do that. <laughs> yes. Uh, sad news, July the 3rd, Jim Morrison was found dead in Paris, age 27. Um, I, I have visited... Actually, I visited his. Was this the, the was this the thing the twenty seven club you were talking? Yes, about? that's right. Yes, right. yeah. I visited his memorial a few times when I've been in Paris. Um, ah, Pelachez. <laughs> yes, that's right. Now, who's he? Who's the person? Is he round the corner from somebody? It's else? not that far from Oscar Wilde, mm. and it's not that far from e Edith Piaf. I mm. think. I think I've uh, I know. I used. To, yes. <laughs> I, know, I know. I used to visit like about three different. Or because I used, I went with different friends, so of course I had to sort of repeat um, 
the, the, the sort of things I'd done on earlier visits with different people each time. So I got into a bit of a sort of, this is my tour of, of uh, Paris. It's quite strange. I, the, the only, I think I, the only time I went to Belle Chez, I mean, I have been, I've been to Paris other times, but mm. I, we went when I was an art student. And actually that was the whole thing that uh, uh, I've always been such an ignorant so-and-so that, that everyone dragged me off to Père Lachaise. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's a graveyard. Very nice. Yeah, I hadn't a clue, hadn't a clue of the significance. Um, Although we did go and see Jim Morrison's grave and I'd sort of go, <coughs> who's that in? <laughs> <laughs> dear, oh dear. I'm so sure. Oh. Well, we live, we learn. People, you, know, you learn things as you get on. Yeah. Um, the 14th of August, The Who released their fifth studio album, Who's Next?, um, and it was number one in both the UK and the US. Um, and also, Pink Floyd in October, Pink Floyd released their sixth studio album, Metal, which is supposed to be a turning point, moving away from their psychedelic sound to the more prog rock sound. Uh, it got to number three in the UK. Um, and on the 6th of November, Cher earned her first solo number one hit in the US with Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. I've given it away now. We've got. Gypsies, tramps, and my sister had that one. That's one of my sister's collection. I do remember yeah. quite, quite vividly. Just pretend you haven't heard that bit yet because I'll be announcing oh, that it later. It, 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 <laughs> Wipe it from your mind. These um, things come back. You know. Hear it from the um, people of the town, they call it. <laughs> um, uh, Elton John had his first. I you went with it hit. later. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Elton John had his first international hit with your song um, right. that year. And uh, yeah, I think. I think that's enough facts. We'll, we'll get on. It's kind of weird because I actually associate. I always think Elton was a bit earlier, but obviously not. Well, sister was a big of, fan. He's sort of around playing piano for people, um, even before he was sort of. I'm uh, uh, sure he he did. Well, I suppose it's all around this time, really. Um, particularly when you, I spotted him on top of the pops playing for other people. Mm. But, uh, I was quite surprised uh, actually. I. I a couple of weeks ago, I played. I've got the double CD set, well, you know, whatever mm. box of the very best of Elton John, the one, the blue cover from about, mm. well, it must be 15 years ago. I probably haven't played it in about 12 years. Uh, but because we'd watched the film, I did actually sort of put the CD on. Mm. And the thing that surprised me was I have my own copy on vinyl that I bought of uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it's one of the albums my sister had and that she lost, and I actually bought that for myself because I enjoyed it so much and I was convinced I had it on CD and I haven't I, I, I've looked all over the house for it and I was convinced I'd bought it on. and the only thing I can think of is I must have thought to buy it and then thought oh well no I've got all the singles I like on it on this other CD but it did surprise me So, but I do remember that and uh, the other album Don't Shoot Me I'm Only the Piano Player I remember my yeah. sister having those two and of course um See, I think the other thing is I associate Elton John with earlier because of his association with The Who, because of doing mm. Tommy, you see. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go, that was convoluted. And cut all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, sometimes when they try and do those greatest hits mm. albums and, you know, like a greatest hits album after you've been around for five years mm. might have a few songs that weren't as big mm. and then, then it's 10 years or mm. 15 years and each t- so some songs start dropping out if you've had a long career and and there's always one or two of perhaps the lesser known mm. uh, it's like for instance with well Kate Bush is a funny one anyway she's only ever done one greatest hits compilation I guess that was I, I guess she's not into greatest hits compilation she's never done one since the the, the mid mid 80s but no. one of my favourite singles of Kate Bush is called Hammer Horror it didn't right. get in the top 40 it just sneaked outside I think mm. 
and um, so that never that never has had its fair sort of revival on a greatest hits album. But I um, actually did one of the things I rarely do, which is uh, the only time uh, I ever actually bought some music on download was when I bought uh, Kate Bush's greatest hits because mm. there were just two tracks that I really wanted that weren't on it. Yeah. I, I particularly like Heavy People. I think Heavy People is, but anyway, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a um, huge Kate Bush fan by any stretch, um, you know. Uh, but but nevertheless, you know, uh, yeah. But I, I'm I'm surprised when I examine my CD collection, which I sometimes have been doing since we've been doing this. I've, I'm I'm surprised at how many original albums I didn't buy. I d- I did buy compilations, but I didn't. I, a lot of people's, you know ordinary album stuff i hadn't picked up over the so i which i used to have on vinyl but then i did i i i was kind of surprised i hadn't replaced more of the the stuff i had on vinyl with cd and um there uh, there are suddenly these huge gaps which Mm. surprised me right well we're going to move on to the the number ones of 1971 are quite a a mixed bunch i wouldn't say it's well i mean i'm looking Looking it's not ahead. a vintage year. It's more of a table wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've only got about twelve number ones. I'm just, I'm vaguely looking ahead to the next year. It looks like there's far more than twelve. So we might make last orders then. The first, the first number one of the year, because we finished last year with Dave Edmonds. I hear you knocking. I don't know if that, that escaped. On seventy one. I hear you knocking. You're on your way. I don't know quite whether that had one week into 71, but uh, the first official number one of 1971 is um, It's Grandad by Clive Dunn. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm never sure. Is, is that the same song as was used on the TV series he did called Grandad? Oh, was probably. That another, probably. I'm never sure. I would imagine no. that it would, it would have been difficult to resist using it. And also, yeah. Cl- uh, Clive himself would have thought, oh, royalties, thank you very much. Yeah. I'll get a second bite of that cherry. Uh, I don't actually know. I, I, don't, I don't know the programme very well. So no. um, I, I do remember watching that. I mean, that was a lot... The TV series was a lot later. The, the TV series was 79 to 84. Mm, which is why um, yeah, you kind of think that... Oh, it, it says the series did not use the song as the theme yeah, tune. Okay. So... Because he wrote um, a new one, which wasn't a, yeah. thinking he'd have a sequel and an, an extra number one super special song. It's probably the TV version which mentions his character's name and stuff, which. Uh, um, uh, granddad, granddad, you're awful. <laughs> it was written for him by Herbie Flowers and Kenneth Pickett. Um, now, I think you need to bear in mind that uh, I was uh, seven years old at some point in 1971. Yes. Uh, because I, I apparently read uh, recently that apparently I didn't apparently read it. I did read it, but I, mm. the, the apparent theory is that whatever was number one on your seventh birthday is basically how twenty twenty one is going to turn out. So. Oh gosh! <laughs> Actually, I think I can. I can. I don't know. Uh, I know roughly when your birthday uh, is, well, and we'll see. We'll, we'll yes, see. that's what I'm saying. I, I just thought we'd we'd keep an ear out. <laughs> we'll keep an ear out. Yes. Well, Grandad was number one for three weeks, Ooh, and then we had we a, had a very troubled times. Then we, yeah, and then we had a very well-known um, number one, which um, had well, there was issues with it in the courts. Eventually, um, it is "My Sweet Lord" by George Harrison. Um, oh. No, I think because there was 
Interesting. I, I feel that George Harrison wrote some very good songs, but sometimes mm. that one or two of those weren't necessarily the greatest that he did. Mm. It's kind of, I think he's, he's some, some of George Harrison's own work is is it's brilliant, but but I must yeah, admit yeah. the the sort of sl- the pseudo religious ones do kind of leave me a bit cold. Yeah. Personally, but. Yeah. The um, yeah, back at, back in my days at university, I mean, obviously long long after George Harrison yeah. was having was was doing these these songs. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a thing for you to say that George Harrison was the best Beatle and to focus on. So he did have a sort of, you know, it, it, it's almost it, you know, fat fandom does sort of. Sometimes it gets bored of the the, the people who are yeah. uh, perceived to be the best. He certainly seems to come across as the most philosophical of them, mm. and I quite like that. But uh, I must admit, my sweet lord isn't one you can dance to quite easily. <laughs> yeah. It's one that I think. I I like like the the tune, and I almost fades out the sort of religious side of it because mm. that side doesn't interest me. But now the the controversy came from, uh, and it wasn't at the time. I think it says it was in the later seventies. It was the, the centre of a heavily publicised copyright infringement suit yeah, right. due to its similarity to the Ronnie Mac song "He's So Fine," which had been a uh, a hit song for the Chiffons. Yeah. Um, I think it was 1976, it says, and he was found to have subconsciously plagiarised the song, a verdict, a verdict that had repercussions throughout the music industry. See, this is kind of weird, isn't it? Because when you think about it, sometimes a tune pops into your head, you don't know, really. I mean, because mm. the, there's so much music out there. I mean, what was it that Paul McCartney once said about Eleanor? Was it Eleanor Rigby? That it sort of came to him overnight, and he just sat down. Was it Alan Rigby? Was it, or was it the other one? The one that's very simple. Like yesterday, or something. Yesterday, yesterday I think. Yes, it was yeah. yesterday. Yes, you're right. Not Alan Rigby at all. Talking through my bottom as usual. No, <laughs> um, no, yes. And but but and he was so convinced that it must be he'd already heard it somewhere because of the, it was so vivid. And I think yeah. I think it's kind of weird sometimes because it must happen. But the other thing is, as we're humans and we can look for patterns, I, you could probably look for any sort of pattern of notes somewhere and go, "Oh, I wrote that fifty-seven years ago." You know. Even at our level, I, I I would always be quite keen to have a title of one of my poetry books say that was I didn't want I, I didn't want somebody else to have that title. Mm. So I'd keep I obviously. I, I was writing in the time when you could check on the internet. Mm. And when I came up with the title for one of my books, which was Poetiquette, mm. so like the, the etiquette of poet, poems was the... Uh, and I searched and I searched and I never really found at the time that anyone had really used it in any major way or or, or, um, or maybe at the time maybe not even used it at all, which I just couldn't believe because it just seemed such a pun on, play on words. But, um, but, but you know, I mean... It is. It is weird. It must be much harder. It's the same with naming. Check things out. Really. Yeah, but the same, naming a band. I mean, if you decide to go on tour and call yourself, you know, whatever, you know, it, mm. you know, you say you've got a band called whatever, and then you find there's another band called whatever that are touring in the states or in, in the depths of Australia or something. You know, it's it's very difficult to actually find that out until it's too late. Really, even with things like naming a podcast, you know, it's it fascinates me. You do as much search as you can. You think, okay, no one's no one's used that, or at least no one is that I can find is using that. And then you've been doing it three weeks and someone goes, oh, I've got one called that. And you go, eh, mm. never mind. I have found other Shayetis, but they didn't mm. exist when I started to be a Shayeti. Oh, precisely. So, um, so. So, uh, so unless you, it's like when, when 
these bands split up and you have two versions of the bases you roll as sorry les god rest you <laughs> but yeah. um you know you've got the or, or the two versions of books fizz or whichever yeah. and you kind of think so you've got the the new or the new books fizz or the original books fizz or the or whatever or they just mm. call themselves the fizz to get away from the books yes. and mm. all that kind of thing and it's just a nightmare really for most of us it's not done with any intention to defraud it's just you know the, you thought it was a good name for a thing the fizz must be an example of um because there is there is another member of Bucks Fizz that owns Bucks Fizz still, and except there are more of Bucks Fizz in the Fizz, and yeah. I think the the Fizz has has more more, uh, fizz more better, it's better it's better known um, these days, and and is being get I mean they get produced by Stockham and Waterman or whatever's left of them. Um, so, so yeah, it must two thirds of stuck in a water. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's one of those things where your band was made of four people, and if three of them want to be in yeah. in the band the na- then people would rather see the the version with the three people than the one that's actually called what the band used to be called. Uh, next up, we're in March now, and we've got um, the return of Mungo Jerry oh, with yeah, a song called Baby Jump. Now, I don't know that one. Um, not at least I don't think I know that one. Um, no. I'm going to have to check that one out when, when I do the editing. But, uh, I think Mungo Jerry's more famous for... In the Summertime. In the Summertime. Which yes. I think was number one. That was the, yeah. uh, the previous, uh, last year. So, so ultimately, uh, this is kind of the follow-up single, which... But then again, it went to number one. So, you know, it's obviously... Yeah. you know I don't remember it, but... Um, no, um, it uh, was there for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, then we have... Um, the first number one for a very big act around this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favourites. Uh, we have Hot Love by T-Rex. T-Rex. Um, oh, they, and they, my were num- God. they were number one for six weeks with this one. Although, of course, they, you know, the, the, this was their first number one, but they'd been around in different forms for uh, yes, two or three years by this point. Oh, I do remember. There's a friend of mine whose big sister, elder sister, was. Oh, her bedroom walls were just... What, what I was doing in the bedroom, don't ask, but no. Her <laughs> bedroom walls were just covered in pictures of Mark Bowler. They were just mm. everywhere. She was absolutely worshipped. And I, again, being young, naive, and just sort of going, oh, yes, now we've got to go through my sister's bedroom to go go to this room. Oh, okay. Oh, who's that? <laughs> who's that all over the walls? Again, it's, it is kind of weird. I, I do have... I mean, I'm at... I'm at like, oh, Thank you. Um, I, I'm, ter- I'm terrible, really, when it comes to... I mean, I again, I, I, it took me a long time to take to... I didn't take to Bowie in his lifetime, and I don't think I really took to Bolan in his lifetime. He was one of those people who I sort of discovered long after it was too late to, you know... Um, but Because uh, there's some yeah. great, great uh, T-Rex stuff, but... But I just at the time it passed me by. Really, I, I find the albums harder to get into. Cause I, I have tried. I, I sort of long established going back to the nineties, or if not earlier, that I liked the singles. But mm. and also one of my that there were some quite good singles from the sort of seventy six, sort of seventy seven period, which are, are really good. But he wasn't having hits then. My mm. favourite T Rex single is. One called Laser Love, which is right. I think is as good as anything he released, but that got to like number forty-one in the charts. But it's what such was a his great song. Um, What was his TV series he did? Was it for Granada, uh, the music show? Was that just yeah. Mark? Was it called Mark? Something like I think that's the one. That's the one that he. I think he I remember watching died that very soon you know, after. 
Yeah. But I do remember watching that show. So, I mean, it wasn't that I was completely oblivious to him. It's just his, mu- his music. Either my sister didn't particularly buy his music or I just, you know, I didn't, or they didn't play it on the radio that my mum played in the kitchen while I was having the tea or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I just, they, they passed me by and, until far too late. He may have had more than one TV show, but the TV show I'm thinking of, he did very light, very near, like maybe even in 1977. So, um, so, thing, so it was long, long after his sort of hysterical fandom stage. The vivid memory I do have, uh, and again, it, it, it's kind of a bit left field this, but uh, when I, very, very early days of me joining the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, shortly after he died, um, one, one of their editions of TARDIS magazine had a drawing someone had done. It said, Bolan, born to boogie, you're so full of interstellar soul. And that picture mm-hmm. and that, that phrase has stuck with me ever yeah. since. You know, this is what, 50 odd years now, I don't know, 40 odd years now, mm-hmm. but it's, um, you know, it, it, so yeah, it, it obviously, it made an impact. You know? Nice drawing too, by the way, can't remember who did it. Mm-hmm. I have, I have, again, I've been to the memorial site because yeah, right. it's, bar, I think it's Barnes Common, so it's not... Is that, that the, the from, tree or, or I mean, yeah, the place where the yeah, accident but there's Yeah, but there's still like a, a shrine there to this day. So. It's interesting because uh, I, I, when we were in uh, Monterey, we were near the John Denver, there's a plaque for where John Denver's plane crashed, so it seems to be a thing people do. Yeah. Um, so we're now into early May mm. and... Um, our next number one for two weeks is uh, "Double Barrel" by Dave and Ansel Collins. Right. No, I don't. I, Sounds not charming. One that, <laughs> so what, let me see if I can find. What's it all reggae, about? Paul? What's it all about? It's a reggae single. A oh. reggae single. Um, it uh, it was the second reggae tune to top the UK charts two years after Desmond Decker's oh, okay. Israelites. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't even know anything. Uh, Let me uh, see if again, I can find out more of, about one of the great Dave tragedies that people say your record collection should have Bob Marley in it, and unfortunately, my, mom, my mother told me this years ago now that she'd been listening to it on the radio, and someone had said, "Oh, you know, if you've got a record collection, you must have at least one Bob Marley album, and it should be this one." I can't even remember what it was called, but I don't. I, mm. Reggae did pass me by, I, except now, you know, lovely. But again, growing up, we, we, we didn't, you know, in in. Sort of one of the sort of posher suburbs of Stockport. We did, we didn't really. Yeah. Reggae wasn't something that got played very much. Mm. It's not. It no. wasn't a posh suburb. It was posher. It was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it um, wasn't. It wasn't quite. It wasn't quite the dreg. It was one step up from the dregs. If you see what's going. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, our next, our next one after that is. Knock Three Times by on Tony Orlando and Dawn. Me, twice on the pipe. Ding, ding. If the answer is... No, I never heard that one. No. <laughs> um, now... Although I, I that's one I remember my mother singing. <laughs> so it obviously it, it obviously made it onto radio too. <laughs> yes, they also had, they had a number of other hits. I better not name them in case they have more than one hit this year or something. But, I mean, they did a very... Another one that was very famous, mm. which I imagine might be coming up, okay. so I won't. I won't mention them. And this band is, is who again? This is Tony Orlando and Dawn. Tony um, oh, Tony Orlando. Wow, that's a name. Do you uh, think that was his real yeah. name? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, Pick a name out re- of the American A to Z. 
Let's yeah. get Tony in front of it. Have been recording throughout the 60s as well. Okay. Possibly um, not as Tony Orlando. I mean, when you think about how many names Elvin, Alvin Stardust had and, and that the one who wore the glittery stuff, how many names they went through before they had their breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. Well, just a minute, let me see. Just need to check something there. Um, oh, no. No, I don't think the other song that I would recognise was number one. Mm. Um, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Was that me? But oh, I guess I think them. that was. I feel like that was um, number one forever, unless somebody yeah. else covered it. But um, let me see how high that that got to number. Oh, oh, okay. I I didn't look far ahead enough. Okay. It, it 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 will be number one, but not not for a year or two. Oh, okay. uh, I it, it sort of fits more. I would have said it was more 71 than 73, but there we go. No, um, anyway, listeners, forget that I'm... Forget, forget that they'll have forgotten that. Mind bleach. Um, actually, I think uh, when, it, when it was number one, it was the way round. It was Dawn featuring Tony Orlando. So, ah, um, there you go. That's, that's, Feet. That's, uh, yeah. Um, How the Mighty Fall. So that was, that was number one for five weeks. Right. And the next number one was also for five weeks. So into June now. Um, and our next number one is Chirpy Chirpy Cheep Cheep by Middle of the Road. Um, Last night I heard my mama singing a song. Ooh, we chirpy. No, I never heard it. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, um, you, you are deep, deep into the in the plastic box that was my sister's 45s, I'm afraid so. And she would have been buying <laughs> Disco 45, the, uh, the weekly lyric thing as well by then. So. Yes. Yeah, they're from Scotland. Um, uh, it's not a very um, Scottish. I mean, chop it, no. cheap, cheap. Is that you know? But they they did have a um, sort of a lot of success across Europe and Latin America. Um, it's just they, interesting they also, that the accent doesn't come through. That's the, that's no. the thing that interests me. It's that the people you know seem to not sing in the very rarely sing with the accent of the place. You wouldn't mm. get a clue that they were Scottish band from listening to Chirpy Chirpy Cheep. In my humble opinion, there may be some Scottish people who go, "No, I that's Renfrewshire, that's that's Lowlands, whatever." Yeah. But to me, it's just no. It's sort of mid-Atlantic. You know? I remember watching Tiswas years ago and going back to Bucks Fizz. Bucks mm. Fizz were on. And obviously, again, when you hear them singing, you don't get any accents. Mm. But then, of course, I think Cheryl Baker's very, very Cockney, and and everybody had different. Ac- and so, when when they were being interviewed, it was like, oh, they don't. They, in real life, they don't sound like they sound like when they sing. <laughs> and that was. It know, just proves when they try. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, now, other hits by Middle of the Road include Sacramento, Tweedledee, Tweedledum, and Soli Soli. And by early 1972, they had sold over 5 million records. Um, so that's paid for the yacht, hasn't it? Really? It's paid yes, for the, yeah. the nice little uh, seaside pad. And a nice house for the mummies and daddies. <laughs> now, now I think it's either this song or the next song, which will be your seven... Um, your, your, what, what, what How was, my years going to turn Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next one was T-Rex, mm. and this was... This was for four weeks, from the twenty fourth of July onwards. So this, this That's um, a pretty cool one this, to come into by the sound of it. Go on, what is it? It was get it was get it on. Get it on. 
I, I, so, I genuinely think that that's not how my year is going to turn out, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, in, in which I, case... I feel there is a flaw in whoever's theory this is now. <laughs> well, well, in, in which case, um, starting on the 21st of August, right. for four weeks, we have Diana Ross, I'm still waiting... <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that's one of those ones that works well to get it on i'm still waiting well to be frank my mother would have been going saying that more than i would at the time yeah i'm not sure I'm, i obviously i know get it on but i'm not doing i probably do know i'm still waiting I, um is it a ballady one i can't it's, it's, it's strange though that the the titles sometimes really don't resemble the lyric you remember and there are lots of songs where you think they're called one thing and they turn out to be called... I mean, we've, we've come across these over the course of the last... Uh, as we've been doing these, but songs that you go, oh, when you hear the lyric, you go, oh, yes, it's that one. You know I mean? Is, that, is I'm Still Waiting the one that I'm just the fool? I'm not sure if, that one, yeah. if that's I'm Still And what waiting. was that one about the feet... Well, the streets beneath my feet begin to crumble? And, I, oh, and that had something yes. like... It's called something like Song 45 or something. It's just mm. bonkers, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, it, it is... It is strange, yeah. That, that um, yeah. So TVX had, yeah, they have their second number one of this year, um, and uh, yeah, I think seventy one, seventy two are very good for T-Rex. Um, but so after Dino Ross, we have the Tams. Hey girl, don't bother me. Hey girl, th- don't bother yeah. me. Hey girl. That was uh, three weeks in September the or from mid September. What do we know about the Tams? Um. An American vocal group from Atlanta, Georgia. And it's um, just anything had, behind that name? It's just really I'm not awesome. sure. They had, they had apparently they had more hits in the seven. They had more hits in the sixties, but they continued okay. to chart in the seventies oh. and eighties. Um, doesn't no. Well, oh, just a minute. Uh, oh no, no. That's a child of of. Is called Tamika. That's, that's a Tamika child. Is the next generation. Yeah. Um, no, nope, I can't see a reason, but I'm sure there there probably is. Um, but, uh, looking at surnames, looking at first names, no, nope. it's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> Toy Wilcox will come and sing us out. Um, so after the Tams, we have three more number ones. Okay. And um, one of those is Rod Stewart, Reason to Believe, and Maggie yeah. May. Does he run around? Not the yeah. not the biggest fan of Rod Stewart. Weirdly enough, he had a, lo- a lot of fans uh, in a place I once worked of of a certain age, much older than me, mm. oddly. But no, I never really talked to Rod. Don't know why. No, I've never really. Um, you know, it's just something about him. I, ju- I just, uh, I mean, you know, I, very successful. You know, people like things like sailing and what have you. But I don't know. There was just something. I had something about Rod Stewart that didn't really, never really, you know. And then I'll probably find I'm humming all these tunes for the rest of the afternoon. So there we go. Well, of course, he was in the faces as well. Um, I can't remember if, if this was like the first around the first. You know, Maggie May was kind of the start of his solo career, uh, but uh, or whether he was doing both for a while. But very rare, I think, for to to do the solo and the group, and you know, ca- carry on both careers. But I'm sure it's happened. Um, that was number one for, mm-hmm. for I, I mean, reason to believe has been covered by lots of people, I think, but I think Maggie May is probably 
the more famous of the two. I'm sure that got played as an A. Well, maybe mm. that is a double A side. So, but I, I get. I would have thought that Maggie may. Have been well, we are getting into the more. era now where I used to listen to the radio, mm. you know, and stuff. That, and I, I, I feels it feels more radio play to me that one. Now, our penultimate number one, um, 13th of November. Oh, that's four quick, weeks. isn't it? Crikey! Yeah, well, a lot, a lot of them have had four or five weeks. You see, so mm. we almost had like one a month, which is. Uh, um, so our next number one again, a, a band that have been around a while before, uh, a while at this point, um, Slade. Cause I love Slade, you. Cause I love you. Love yeah. you. Yeah, Slade reinventing cool. the English language for for, <laughs> yes. the, for the wall scroll generation. <laughs> yeah, because Prince does a lot of that, but uh, Slade were doing it before Prince. Yeah. Um, well, it just goes to show that nothing is original, even the, some of the more original musicians and and creatives that we have. It's still you still find oh yeah 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 yes Leonardo did that in sixteen eight what yeah. <laughs> what did he oh right <laughs> what the, um, yes I've just invented the helicopter <laughs> again uh, our last number one also for four weeks was um well what can I say it's Benny Hill with Ernie the fastest milkman in the West how to describe that to you well obviously Americans do know about Benny Hill that was number one forever and yeah, these gold, was it ghostly gold tops are rattling in their crate they won't forget old Ernie no I don't remember that one at all no 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 yeah, I, don't, I don't know that that is an area of Benny Hill that would have got over to the States but uh, it just goes to show though doesn't it I mean, when you think about it that year I mean so you've got 12 number ones for the entire year all of which lasted about a month which either shows that the people of 1971 were lacking in a lot of imagination and two of them were novelty songs I mean you start with Granddad yes. you finish with yeah. and basically based around um, well TV personalities for want of a better word mm. it's, it is quite an interesting sort of cross section of what the world was like back then I think you're going to find lots of better tunes than the number two and threes positions yes you? yeah now, I just want a couple more facts okay. about this particular song. Um, although there's no mention of how well it did in America, probably not at all. <laughs> it did get it did get to number one. I mean, and this this fits in with something I've discussed with you, potentially doing it. Um, it was also number one in Australia, so yeah, that, yeah, um, that feels but, uh, logical. And uh, this sounds I, I take take this as you will. On Desert Island Discs in May 2006, gritted teeth, Conservative Party leader, later Prime Minister David Cameron, picked it as one of his eight favourite records. Yeah. Yeah, right. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. sorry, yeah, no, actually... Yeah. I can't imagine it being anyone's favourite. Well, not, if you had to pick eight to listen to forevermore... I, well, he did, that's what he deserves to. It's 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 the, to be honest, I, not wanting to be too cynical, but it there is the nature of the politician trying to be popularist, isn't it? Uh, Probably the older seven with bloody Elgar. But uh, yeah, um, I'm not quite sure what he's trying to aim for with oh, that. <laughs> yes, no, sorry, doesn't <laughs> swear. Oh, but uh, have, has, has the other one, has the the foolish, the, oh, no, has the clown boy even, ever done it? Or, or I'm not sure. I don't even. We, we can probably find out if we. But I'm not sure my computer can cope with no, typing it, his name. It, no, it would break. No, let's let's yeah. not. Let's 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 not. Let's not. Let's look at some of the other songs that were hits in '71. Now, let me just check, because you start scrolling down this page, you can't see what the columns relate to. Okay, that's the peak number, that's the week, because you see, the, the peak 
the song got to and the number of weeks it was in the charts right. often around the same sort of number you know or, right. or in single figures so I don't, don't want to read the th- say the wrong one um, week for my got, peak peak for my week <laughs> we, we've got um, uh, I've never heard of this song Blame It on the Pony Express by Johnny Johnson and the Bandwagon crikey that got to number seven in 71 you know um, you know now you mention it the title rings a distant and faint bell somewhere somewhere yeah. a few miles away from a church that's probably not quite been open for a few years but i can that, that the title does ring strange bell how odd another favorite of mine um i think it's probably the second single off an album that came out in 1970 it's ape man by the kinks oh okay and i got to number five that's on mm. their album um Lola versus the yeah. merry-go-round, which is one of my favourite. I mean, that's that's sort of a no, an almost a novelty song in itself. Well, but, uh, I think not, may, not may, quite may, in the same I feel way. that they're being more postmodern than that. They're they're yes. actually yes. It's, it's meta. That it's it's a real song pretending to be a novelty song yes. in an era of novelty songs. Where, <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, it's sort of about environment and all sorts of things. Mm. Oh, yeah, very shrewd. Uh, shrewd. Very shrewd customer, old Ray. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Amazing Grace by Judy Collins, okay. number five. We've got uh, You Don't Have to Say You Love Me by Elvis Presley, number nine. Not Presumably uh, he's covering the Dusty Springfield Yes, that's song. what I was thinking. Yeah. That's probably more for um, uh, Black Skin, Blue Eyed Boys by The Equals, number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the push bike song by Ooh. the mixtures number two. I remember. I do remember. Yes, uh, I do remember that. I, for some reason, I associate that with ice lolly adverts. I don't know why. Is that, I should I, particularly, that, ride, is that riding along on a push bike, honey. That one. Yeah. Um, Although it, I'm, I'm now mixing it with a with a, uh, a much later Queen video, which I, I need to get uh, out of my mind immediately. Very rude. Uh-huh. Very rude. <laughs> Fat bottom girls, listeners. Um, the, uh, the uh, it's going to have a weird combination of songs to sing at the end of this show, but uh, <laughs> um, so pushback song should be amongst them. If yes, else. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got "Stoned Love" by the Supremes, number okay. three. I'm surprised that. I mean, I can't think of. I mean, "Stoned Love." Presumably, that means getting stoned. So, mm. was it not banned by the BBC? I would have thought. Oh, they probably didn't know the term back then. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just thought it had something to do with Bibles and throwing rocks at people. I mean, they got they got worried enough with sorted sorted for ease and whiz about <laughs> twenty years later, or no, twenty five yes. years later. Yes. Well, like um, I say, by by then that's what they were all doing at Broadcasting House. And, yes. Yeah. So um, they knew they were enjoying it so much they knew it had to be banned. Yes. Yes. Uh, we've got No Matter What by Badfinger, number five. Resurrection Shuffle, number three, mm. by Ashton Gardner and Dyke. Titles uh, I remember, but not the tunes, really. It's weird, isn't it? Badfinger, a band that, that again, sort of feel, you feel you know, but I don't really, can't pick them out on a, a lineup, probably. There's another, um, well, this is Dawn featuring Tony Orlando's song, mm. Candida. Who I think I think that's the name of the keyboardist from Pulp, although I think she's a bit. You sure? She'd have, I think she'd already have been born by now. So I don't. So it's think not she... just a cafe in Orlando called <laughs> the Candida. Yeah, um, that's weird. We've got a Perry Como song at number four. Right. Um, it's impossible. Right. Uh, 
quite know why Perry Como was in the chances. Oh, it, no, well, you, the crooners still did it. I mean, every so often, mm. you know, somebody like uh, Bing Crosby would pop up in the charts and have a massive hit, usually to do with some f- appearance on the telly or in a film or something. But yeah, no, they would. I mean, Perry Como was presumably still doing his Christmas show mm. at that era, mm. I'd have thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember. Uh, I still remember Neil Sadaka, Seal Nadarka, no, Neil Sadaka being sort of quite, you know, popular as a songwriter back in them days. Yeah, apparently it was one of it was one of his biggest hits, or international hits. It, it became his first song to reach the top ten in the Billboard charts in more than twelve well, in more than twelve again? years. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, well, it's impossible, but so somo novias. Um, mm-hmm. so might I'm, be I'm just trying to think of whether there was some world event that you could look I can't at. see anything in the thing but uh, got Another Day by Paul McCartney that got to number two mm-hmm. um, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond number eight uh, um, well that's that's still getting played all over the place everywhere yes. now I mean I think they, they, they sing that at the cricket nowadays so that's yes. become a definite staple that's what 50 years on mm. <laughs> uh, we've got my parents have this one uh, Rose Garden by Lynn Anderson, number three. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I didn't promise you a rose garden. <laughs> uh, no, a weed patch. I promised you a weed <laughs> patch, and you got a weed patch. That's how you got stone blow. Uh, <laughs> not that sort uh, of weed okay. patch. I'm not having them coming and digging up my garden, although they're quite handy. Um, no, uh, I, I'm talking about the old daisies and, yes. da- and um, dandelions. You got- um, the only plant I can grow, and, and there is a theory about uh, weeds is they're just pl- they're plants that are growing in the wrong place and I, I feel the dandelion is a pretty enough flower to have its place mm. in the garden mm. and that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it and we've got some some other around, this is, we're still quite early on in 71, we've got Strange Kind of Woman by Deep Purple, number 8 Strange we've got, woman. I don't think you get away with this today, Bridget the Midget The Queen of the Blues by Ray Stevens number 2 um, right. Jack in the Box by I can never pronounce her name. Clodo Rogers, number four. Clodo Rogers, yes. That's... No, it's it, it, any name. Clodo the Yoda. There no. we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you've basically got to take the first name and then find a word that rhymes with yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the theory for for a few. Months, I wonder if that so... was the Eurovi- that was the ah yes that was our entry for Eurovision song the Eurovision song contest ah. that year. So. Um, we will. Iron Maiden did Charlotte the Harlot, by the way. So. Mm. You know, <laughs> we shouldn't completely rule out the fact that the, it stuck around for a while as an idea for songs. Yeah. Um, we've got Power to the People by John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band, number seven. Ah, um, right on. And then you've got, again, this doesn't sound very Elvis, um, There Goes My Everything. <laughs> it, I can, I, it just sounds like a comedy song. I know it isn't, but uh, There Goes My Broomers, no. Number six. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, we're now basically, we're in the last six years of Elvis's life, so mm. I'm assuming he's deep deep into his Vegas era by yes. this stage. Mm. Or at least on his way to Vegas. So. Uh, you're looking for hits that people will sing along to when they're gambling. Mm. <laughs> sing along a gamble. <laughs> uh, we've got Where Do I Begin? Love Story by Andy Williams, number four. Okay. Um, if Not For You by Olivia Newton-John, number seven which I think is a cover of a George Harrison song from... Um, These are all such safe, middle-class Saturday night performers, aren't they, mm. when you think about it? I mean, you know, not, not obviously not all of them, but there's a lot, lot of them still selling a lot of you know music at that time. You know. 
Mind you, I suppose ONJ was would have been quite new and fresh and young. And yeah, although she was mainly doing covers at this point. But mm. like, well, although I think sometimes it was her version that was the one that was the hit. But, mm. uh, I'm just still coming to terms with the fact that this is all 50 years ago. Yes. Uh, we've got Brown Sugar by Rolling Stones, number two. Mm. Um, and and a hit for Ringo Starr, It Don't Come Easy, number four. Because he, oh, he did have a number of, he did have a number of yeah. uh, top no, ten like, hits. Uh, I have a Ringo Starr album. That I, I I do quite like some of his solo work. It don't come easy. Is one of the better ones. Yeah, I have I have one which is I think it's the one that's got the song "Photograph" on, and that album uh, has all of the Beatles on. Not necessarily. Mm. I think some tracks have two of them or three of them even, but mm. there's not four of them. But they are all four on there. Um, mm. But uh, um, what else have I got? Um, there's so many. I'm just trying to skirt through the ones we might. Uh, um, there's Remember Me by uh, Dan and Ross, number seven. Mm. Um, Heaven Must Have Sent You by the Elgins, number three. Mm. Uh, they want their marbles back. Yes. My Brother Jake by Free, number four. Uh, I Am I Said, Neil Diamond, number four. Mm-hmm. Um, I Did What I Did for Maria by Tony Christie, number two. Oh, but, oh. Now that that's that's a I mean karaoke special in it when you've had a few. <laughs> um, <laughs> bit of Tony belting out a bit of Tony Christie after you had a skinful. I imagine that happens more than well, like so does the Neil Diamond. Yeah. So, you know, writing songs that drunk people will <laughs> sing at the end of an evening, that's what you need to do. We've got, that's 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 the that's the mark of a true classic. You know? We've also got an Elvis Presley I can't place called Rags to Riches, number nine. Right. Um I don't recognise that one. We've got Coco by The Sweet, number two. Oh, interesting. Um, now The Sweet start to turn up. Now, mm. I, again, I could probably name you half a dozen Sweet mm. uh, hits, but I don't think Coco would have been one of them. They were number one around the time oh, I was so, born, you know, a couple of years later. Yeah, well, Four Room Blitz and Blockbuster are the ones that really sort of yeah. stick out. But, mm. uh, you know. And, of course, the strange relationship that, what, wasn't he the brother of Taggart? <laughs> yeah. Or something? Like that, yeah. Mm. Um, We've also got The Never-Ending Story of Love by... Sorry, The Never-Ending Song of Love by The New Seekers, number two. That feels like a Coca-Cola advert waiting to happen. We've got Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who, number nine. Ah, CSI. I do love Won't Get Fooled Again. I mean, basically, you could start playing that now and you'd still be playing at the end of the episode. That's astonishing. Now, for some reason... Heartbreak Hotel and Hound Dog by Elvis Presley were released um, and got to, num- they got to number 10 um, in 71, but obviously they come from the, the 50s so um, mm. we, we will be probably going back to the 50s at some stage um, There are weird reasons why some records suddenly get re-released aren't mm. that, uh, and like I say, I, I imagine it's usually a film, but uh, yeah but did you ever Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood number two? Um, still going, Nancy. Well done. Yeah, and Nathan Jones by by the Supremes number five. Although it's the Banana Arm. Did that get covered by Nana Nini? Nini, Nini yeah, Nini, yes. that's the version yeah. that I remember. Um, You've been gone too long. Uh, um, uh, for all we know, by Shirley Bassey number six. I don't know okay. if that is. Oh no, that's. Uh, that was written for the song Lovers and Other Strangers um, okay. and 
the, the, the witch the witch queen of new orleans by redbone number two uh, oh now it, that feels like it probably turned up in blues brothers 2000 i, I, I mean that is it, it, it interests me some of the ones that got to number two and yet yeah. you you don't you just haven't they haven't rem- the near misses yeah they yeah. haven't sort of uh, hung around or been as well remembered but uh um, let's try and pick a couple more. There's, there is so many. I've uh, got The Banks of the Ohio by oh. uh, Oliver Newton John, number six. Uh, Jeepster by T Rex, number two. Wow. Um, so that they nearly made, they nearly had a third number yeah, one that year. But, um, yeah, but both huge, huge songs. In fact, in some ways, me- sort of more memorable than some of the other stuff mm. that did. Sort of the last three I've got here. Uh, a theme from Shaft by Isaac Hayes, number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Isaac, <laughs> or, or as we know him, the chef. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how I try, by Gilbert O'Sullivan, number five. That's a, another name that will have uh, he'll have other hits. Uh, ah, giblet. And and, the, yes. the, and and this is a one that I kind of passed me by as far as I'd forgotten that she had such a big hit um, this late. Something tells me something's going to happen tonight by Cilla Black, number three. Oh, yes, of course. Something tells me something. Now, that, I think, was the theme song for her uh, a TV, TV show. show. Yeah. Mm. I think. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't 100%, but I feel that that was kind of what she used as the theme to her. Yeah. And therefore, we'll probably have guaranteed a few so. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go over to America, um, I'm just going mm-hmm. to tell you some of the... <laughs> I'm just going to tell you some of the albums that were big. Um now uh, we've got Simon and Garfunkel Bridge Over Troubled Water for three weeks still saying that was, wasn't uh, I was I think, thinking that was number one for about like, four years I think yeah I think it was certainly was in 70 um, and this is this is um, chronologically as well so mm-hmm. that, um, then we have All Things Must Pass by George Harrison for eight weeks okay. Home Loving Man by Andy Williams for two weeks <laughs> um is. And then we have a compilation, Motown Chartbusters Volume Five. They were doing, <laughs> they were they were doing compilation albums that. Wow, that, 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 that's early, what you know. I call Motown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it feels a bit weird hearing it as early as '71. Sorry, that was for three weeks. Um, then we have Sticky Fingers by Rolling Stones for four weeks. Mm-hmm. The one where they have to change the cover. Mm, yes, yeah. Uh, then we have Ram by Paul and Linda McCartney. Um, Number that was for two weeks. So those Beatles are still doing all right in the album chart. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rolling Stones came back again with Sticky Fingers for another week. Oh, yeah. the, ha- having been in the shower. Yes, <laughs> it's still sticky. Then we have Tarkus by Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Don't really know any of their albums. ELP. Um, then we have Bridge of Troubled Water again for another five weeks, um, and and then we have. Um, it, now we're into August now. Hot hit six, um, for just for a week. I mean, I'd, oh, I, I was about to say something, and coming up is exactly what I was going. I was going to say that there were no top. Was, was it one of those top of the pops? I was going to say. I, I was to going do. to say they obviously didn't chart very high because they're not here. I looked too too down, and there they are. So yes, they. Um, well, after hot hit six, every good boy deserves favour. Moody blues for a week uh, and then we have Top of the Pops volume 18 for, th- <laughs> for three weeks um, I, I, I kind of I keep thinking I want to buy one of those from eBay just see if they're fun or whether they're just 
you know, why are you bothering when you can probably pay just as much to get the actual original? Oh, I, you know, I, I'm convinced though. I remember they they had a stack of them at my uh, mum and dad's church, you know, for events mm. and stuff. And they were like, obviously all done by um, session musicians, mm. but uh, you know, obviously not the original. Therefore, bah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nevertheless, no. Um, and then we have then we're back again with Bridge Over Troubled Waters for another. Um, uh, no, for sorry, another sorry, just water, yeah. not waters. I, I apologise mm. for for one week. Then we have Who's Next by the Who for a week. Mm. Fireball by Deep Purple uh, for a week. Mm. Uh, Rod Stewart. Every picture tells a story for four weeks. Mm. Um, actually, this reminds me. Last year there was uh, somebody on Twitter who I chat to who was recommending albums from 71, and I did download a load of 71 yeah. albums intending to listen to them. I just haven't mm. found the, the time. I'd listened to one or two, but I just haven't had the time to... Yeah. to, to, to I am surprised, though, that, that things like The Who only did a week, you know. Yeah, yeah but... The, I mean, considering they are now considered sort of, quote, classic albums. But then they're probably... But, they could have been... Bub- this only... All this says is what they were... They were number one on that week they could have been bumbling bumbling under in the top 10 for weeks well this is it I mean I know that was it Dark Side of the Moon was in the charts for about mm. five years but it wasn't number one for five years it was just it was there there or thereabouts for a very long yeah. you know, top 20 for a very long time well the, um, after after Rod Stewart we have John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band with Imagine uh, for two weeks we have uh, Rod Stewart comes back again two weeks mm. and then we have Top of the Pops Volume 20 for one week uh, Led Zeppelin 4 for two weeks and we finish with Electric Warrior by T-Rex for six weeks so, wow. um, I'm not even sure whether I'm trying to think at this point whether like a T-Rex album would uh, whether we've moved on from that 60s era where the single isn't on the album or whether mm. by this point um, the single it's he's on the album. It's a very eclectic. I mean, the album mix actually feels more eclectic than the singles chart. Mm. Weirdly, the from that list you just gave. Looking at the track listing for Electric Warrior, it does have Jeepster and it does have Get It On. But whatever the other number one was that um, we mentioned, although that could have been on the previous album. Anyway, not sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's the albums. We should head over to America and see what they were up to. Um, Get out of my country. Okay. So, over in America, My Sweet Lord mm. was number one for three weeks by George Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Billboard Hot 100. Then we have Not Three Times by Dawn for three weeks. One Bad Apple by the Osmonds uh, for five one weeks. One Bad Apple, don't smell the whole bunch good. No, yep. You know that, you know that one? I don't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hmm. Doesn't say. Although weirdly, I I, I thought it was a Jackson Five song. Unless oh. it was because it doesn't say that any particular doesn't list the position for it over here. Um, let me yeah. see. I just mixed it up in my he- head. Probably. I, funnily enough, I do remember it because it was used in the um, cartoon. Uh, it was written of of either or t- one. It or t- was written by George Jackson and. Um, right. Apparently, the Jackson Five almost recorded it. Uh, oh right! But uh, hmm. how old? Uh, 
say how how things get mixed up in your head. You know, it's just as I know there were the two cartoon series, you know, Osmonds. And, yeah. I think there was an Osmonds cartoon series. Maybe there wasn't. I know there was a Jackson Five cartoon series, definitely. But um, yeah, how weird, huh? how you know you mix it up in your yeah. head. Um, Crazy horses. <laughs> where, where? <laughs> um, after that, we have Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin. Now she she passed okay. away the previous year. Um, just my imagination running away with me by the Temptations. Uh, mm-hmm. That's for two weeks. Both those last ones are two weeks. Then we have for six weeks, Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. Joy to the world. No, it the song is also popularly known by its opening lyric. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Okay. It got to number 24 in the UK. And then we have Brown Sugar for two weeks by the Rolling Stones. Uh, Want Ads by Honeycone. Uh, now, okay. they were a an American R&B and soul girl group. Uh, right. But, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know if we've... I doubt we'd have had... Would you, Want Ads is a bit of an American expression, isn't it? But, uh, um, doesn't, doesn't mention any UK release. Um, we have retitled it for the UK market. Yes, yeah. We called it something like Help Wanted yes, or something. Yeah. Then we have It's Too Late, I Feel the Earth Move. Oh, you mentioned that. By Carol King, uh, double A side, for five weeks. Um, I'm sure that must have been a hit of some sort. Uh, yeah, it was number six in the UK. Then we have Indian Reservation, the Lament of the Cherokee Reservation Indian by the Raiders. Oh. Um, wow. Weirdly, that does make me think of something, but I suspect probably not the right thing. It was first recorded in 59, so I'm quite... Mm, I'm just I'm just sort of making a connection with Soldier Blue, mm. but uh, I suspect it's got nothing to do with Soldier Blue. Whatsoever. Uh, uh, don't think... But wasn't there a, wait a minute, wasn't there a band called Indian Reservation? It looks like other people. Okay. I think it was a hit in the UK by somebody else mm. in '68 mm. uh, by Don Far, Farm, Farden. Got to number three, right. so it, it's not totally unknown, but not this version. Um, no, okay. we've got you've got a friend by James Taylor. Uh, that's that's a, a pretty famous song. Got to number four over here. Um, You've got a friend. Well, I wouldn't be able to do half of what I do. <laughs> How can you mend a broken heart by the Bee Gees? I, I, mm. yeah. That must have been around the time when they were falling out with each other. Because I, I, I know that there was they did get a bit rocky around the sort of late 60s, early 70s time. Uh, it wasn't even released in the UK as a single, so... Probably explains why I don't know that one. Um, now, this has f- always been one of my favourite... Um, Paul McCartney song, solo songs, although it's also on the Wings compilation, although I don't think it is technically Wings. Um, mm. It's Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey. Um, mm. It's one of those ones that's like two songs whacked together with a... Um, but okay. it, uh, it's, a, it's a catchy one. It didn't get released as a single in the UK at all, but I, I knew it mm. from the sort of first Wings compilation. Um which was probably Wings and early solo stuff. Um, mm. The very best of Wings. Yes. Um, then, then for three weeks we have Go Away Little Girl by Donny Osmond. Uh, 
Uh, okay. Which, well, I, you know, I've, I'm getting kind of disturbed actually, at how many songs that come up in conversation have have the words "little girl" mm. in the title. I think it's something. I know. I know it's the way the world, you know, the terminology. But God Almighty, it, it crops up yeah. a lot. You know, I was worrying about it because it, it turns up in um, Alabama mm. song. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a bit suspect, yeah. quite frankly. That's a bit suspect. But uh, but then you start to realise it's yeah. everywhere as a, as an expression, even in the be- in some Beatles mm-hmm. songs. And you just think, you, oh dear me. Nowadays we look at it and sharp intake of breath and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, for three weeks, we have for five weeks, Maggie May Reason to Believe by Rod Stewart seems mm-hmm. to be reversed in order over, over in the States. Mm. Uh, then for two weeks we have Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves by Cher Hear from the people of the town they call us Cher, you, you joined us you could make it right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and every night all the men would come around and lay the money down <laughs> yes we used to like that uh, Yeah, my sister used to play that one a lot was, I was born in the wagon of the travelling yeah. show and before in the UK um, and then we have the theme from Shaft by Isaac Hayes um, uh, for two weeks, gone shaft, <laughs> and then can you dig it? <laughs> and then for three weeks we have Family Affair by Sly and the Family Stone. It's a family. Oh, it's. I mean, if you think about it, because again, I'm associating all this with about a couple of years later, mm. but uh, all that sort of soul yeah. funk stuff. But hey, this is a really rich, rich era for soul yeah, and funk. Got number fifteen in the UK. Although I imagine they're all on the soundtrack to Shaft. I, w- I wonder if. <laughs> I wonder if it didn't do as well in the UK as because 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 glam was so big in the UK by this point, um, whereas America didn't really have glam or didn't, didn't have glam at all. Um, well, maybe maybe those films just took up, you know th- th- there was maybe a bit of a time lag with them getting released over here mm. for, for things like Shaft and sort of opening up that kind of idea. You know, I mean, we can, despite what people will have you believe, we can't be quite conservative in this country, and, yeah. and things do take a while to permeate the popular zeitgeist the last number one in america was brand new key by melanie which of course um the wurzels would change into uh, a completely different song uh, for yeah, i was thinking later. i know that lyric from somewhere and i was thinking oh it was must have been covered by somebody in the, in the, the, oh yeah the words. well done yeah, that's to do with i think that's originally it was to do with roller skates um I think they have keys, don't they? I was never very good with roller skates. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, now, very, very, very quickly, uh, albums that did well in America in '71: "All Things Must Pass" by George Harrison, uh, one, mm. two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks, and then "Jesus Christ Superstar" soundtrack, "Pearl" mm. by Janis Joplin. I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was released after her. Oh yes, it was released posthumously. Um, then uh, uh, that was number one for one. I wish they'd just write it down. They just have columns, and I'm trying to read it with my eyes. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, That's nine one. weeks. And then Jesus Christ Superstar again. And then Four Way Street by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, Sticky Fingers for four weeks. Uh, uh, then, of course, we have Tapestry by Carol King. Now, that was, I'm not going to read the number of weeks, it's a lot of weeks. From mid June till late September, that was number one. Um, then every picture tells a story by Rod Stewart for four weeks, 
Imagine by John Lennon for one week, Shaft by Otis Hayes for one week. Um, Can you dig it? <laughs> um, uh, Santana three by Santana for five weeks, and then there's a riot going on by Sly and the Family Stone for the last two weeks. Wow. So, yeah, that was pretty much 1971 done. Um, but wow. uh, we will be having it coming to sing some of those songs, of course. Uh, and, <laughs> and I know one day, you know, one day we will let you and Ick uh, duet. But uh, you've still got a lot of training uh, to do. I think you'll admit it yourself. But uh, to you know, to, to equal with Ick's um, professional. Oh well, obviously, obviously. <sighs> yeah. Although this morning, one what th- stuck in my head this morning. Here we go. There is a tavern in the town, in the town opposite the Rosen Crown, Rosen Crown. On Thursdays we go down and load the van with country life butter from the van, grocer man. <laughs> that stuck in my head oh, this morning. <laughs> oh, it's English butter through and through, through <laughs> and through. Tasty, fresh and creamy too. Creamy That's... too. You'll never put a bare bit of butter on your knife. And so the toast is country life. That sounds like... Amazing what sticks that, in your head. That sounds like a good song to go with only the fastest milkman in the West. <laughs> uh, now, before we go, I just want to... Uh, Probably the wrong year yeah, for this, but there I, we are. I, I want to uh, just um, uh, tantalise the listeners about some of the names we'll hear in 72, uh, because we've still got about... Drawers I think in. we've got another... I can't remember, I'll have to double-check, but we've definitely got another two years of the 70s before we meet up with what I've already done. We may have three years. I can't remember uh, if I've done 74 yet, but... Incoming! It's, it, we're like Endeavour, we're going to collide with Morse any day. We're going to collide with Nick and I. Um, you meet yourself coming backwards. Yes, that's I, know, the thing. I, I can't explain the way we did it in this way, but um, it's just, just being awkward. That's, that's the shy life way. Um, so, names that you're here in 72 include The New Seekers, uh, T Rex, Chicory Tip, Nilsson. Royal Scots, Dragoon Guards, uh, Don McLean, Slade, Donny Osmond, Alice Cooper, Rod Stewart, uh, David Cassidy, Lieutenant Pigeon, which I just think I just heard flying past my window there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan, Chuck Berry, little Jimmy Osmond, and um, one or two of those I think may have more than one or two of these bands does not sound <laughs> like the others. <laughs> no, I think... I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure I heard the Dragoon I think, Guards. Yes, in I, the think, middle of them. I think at least. Um, Two of those uh, acts have more than one number one. So, but, uh, anyway, uh, yes, we have that to look forward to. So, um, well, Martin, thank you very much for uh, joining us again. As ever, an absolute yes, pleasure. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll speak to you again soon. We shall reconvene <laughs> at some future date and look at that. 1972. <laughs> wow. Now, 72, 72 I, 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 I always prefer even numbers, so I feel that 72 is going to be a, worth the wait. Oh, let's just hope so. <laughs> okay, well, let's run the theme music and when we come back, Ick will be here to sing us out.
Hi listeners. Hi, um, yes. Hi, squeaky, squeaky dealy. How are you? Oh dear, you're, you're a bit squeaky, aren't you? Where, you, uh, listeners, you... <laughs> yes. Dealey, you're a listener too, aren't you? Um, listeners, you join us early, um... Yes, you join us early one morning uh, and Ick is uh, about to prepare to sing the songs, the big hits from 1971. And uh, Dealey is so excited that he's got up early as well. Haven't you, Deals? Yeah, it's, very, it's quite a hot morning, uh, but it's probably worth it. Yes. Um, so... Um, I'm sure he'll be here any minute, uh, uh, Deals. He will. He'll be here any minute, or Ick. Do you have any favourites yourself, Deals? Of 1971? He promises us that he's been, um, you know, rehearsing. So, I hope so. It is very early. I don't know why it's, well, it's 8 o'clock, but I've got a day off, so uh, I was expecting more of a lion, but... Uh, Never mind. At least Deals is here. You're so cute, Deals. Um, Hello, everybody. It's me, Ikerin. I'm ready to perform. Oh, he's here. He's here. He's here, Deals. Yes, he is. Um, there are even people outside. There are people outside, Deals. Waiting. Yes, Kai. <laughs> Exciting. Um, well, I, I guess we'll run the music and then... When you come back, you can perform. I'm very much looking forward to it, Paul. Very much looking forward to it. All right. Come on, Deals. Let's get our seats. <laughs> and, uh, gosh, it's exciting. Ick is here for the big hits of 1971. Oh, yes. It'll be good, I promise. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear, <laughs> what's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Okay, uh, we're back, listeners. And Ick will now sing the songs. Deals is here still, but he, he's unusually quiet, but he's very much uh, he's very much looking forward to it. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. Everybody, it's me, Ick. Um, yes, I am going to sing some hits from 1971. Um, okay. Um, I couldn't work out the tune of Grandax, uh, so I won't be singing that one. But we've got this one. 
my sweet lord ooh hallelujah my sweet lord ooh ha i really wanna i really wanna be with you i really wanna see you i really wanna yes i do and i'll make sure i will yes i will my sweet lord <coughs> um and uh, next up i have uh you didn't try YouTube? No, no, it wasn't working when I was doing my research. Oh, all right. Go on. What's that speaking outside? I hear noises. It's your fans, Ick. Oh, all right. Can't they? Are they at the bar? I think they must be. Shush, at the bar. Be quiet. It's not really working, is it, Paul? No, I wouldn't have thought... Be- I'm surprised so many people are up and making such a lot of noise so early in the morning. Never mind, I will continue. Um, this one, coming up, is Hot Love. I give it. give hot love. You can't say that. Uh, I, I, yeah, it, it was very good. Keep going. Dear, you can't say that about T-Rex. They're still talking outside. Paul, I'm disgusted. I'm very cross. Well, well, Dealey's being quiet. He's enjoying it. He's loving it. Oh, well, I suppose. Dear, oh dear. Whose idea was it for us to get up so early? I, th- I thought it was your idea, Ick. Mm-hmm, maybe. I'm very sorry, Eek. I, I really don't know why they're making such a lot of noise outside. I don't even know if the listeners will be able to hear. Um, I didn't know Double Barrel, which is the next one. Never mind. What about, oh, I know this one. Not three times on the ceiling if you want me. Twice on the ceiling. And it ain't really better be. Not three times on the ceiling if you want me. Now I've got out of tune. I blame it all on those people outside. Paul, this really isn't good enough. Keep going. Dilly is loving it. He does look quite happy. He's staring at you adoringly, Ick. He's like your groupie. Stretching his paws out. He's ecstatic. Oh, gosh. I, I really... I guess I, I... I can't let him down. No, don't let him down. Oh, this one. Last night I had another singing a song. Chirpy, chirpy, cheep, cheep. Last night I did a Possibly. Oh, those people are still talking in the car park. Never mind, never mind. Get going. Uh, next up we have 
get it on, bang a drum, get it on. Do 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 no, and, and YouTube wasn't working that day. No, sadly not. Okay. Uh, I think I know some of this one. Hey girl, don't bother me. Hey girl, don't bother me. Shut up out there. Oh, Paul, I'm, I'm going to pieces. Oh, I'm really sorry. These people are really... It's quite... Uh, listeners, it's quite early. These people are just out there, chatter, chitter-chattering. One of them should be working. Uh, one of them is the ticket guard. He should be inside selling tickets, but he's chatting. And it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it's very noisy, isn't it? People could be woken up, even though it is a work day. I'm just not working. Um, anyway, uh, keep going. Very good, Ick. Dean is very appreciative. supposed to be slayed. Because uh. I love you, yes. Because I love you. Oh, dear. Well, there's this one here. Only the fastest milkman in the West. So we're taking the piss. That can't be a song. Uh, Ick, um, that was a song, but you don't have to sing it. Uh, uh, maybe it's best you, you wind up now, early. Yes, I'm going to wind up. I feel wound up. by the chitter chatter. People shouldn't chitter chatter when I'm singing. How dare they? I'll go over there and have a good word with that ticket seller. He should be selling tickets, not chatting. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, Ick. Um, but it, but, but Dealey has very much enjoyed your performance. Well, I'm glad you... I just feel that I, I could have been so much better. But, uh, yes. Well, well, that's all very well, but I think you did, you did a good job. Yes. Yes, I think I got the words right quite a lot this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yes, very. It was. It despite all of the uh, um, the pressure of having Dealey watching you, uh, but I, you know, I think he was supportive. Yes, he's very supportive. He's very supportive, and um, yes, it was those naughty people outside. Yes, it must have been very distracting. You could always, um, you know, you could always re-record it if you prefer. No, no, no. I think uh, listeners will enjoy what we've done. Well, all right then. All right. Well, that's it for now then, listeners. Uh, the the songs of nineteen seventy one, and uh, yes, um, and, uh, and, uh, hopefully we won't have the noisy people outside next time. Anyway, I'm sure it didn't pick up very much on the, uh, you know, recording ick. Yeah, well, I hope not, but. But now we've referred to it, you have to dub 
um, chatting uh, in, in the background so that it makes sense. Oh, thank you. And I, we'll see what happens when I have to edit the episode. All right, bye for now, listeners. Out of his butt. Four hundred and seventy. Four seventy. Four seventy. Okay, let's just shut this one out. Get her going.